Welcome to Healthline 3, I'm Terry Simmons. Joining me today is Jennifer Peters of Garden Park Nursing and Rehabilitation Center. And we'll be taking your calls throughout the show and as a reminder for you, please make sure you're in a nice quiet room with the TV turned down low so we can hear your questions. And the number to call is 318-219-4569 and you'll see it at the bottom of your screen starting a little later and throughout the show. Jennifer, thank you again for being here. Oh, thanks so much for having me, Terry. I look forward to talking to you every time because we always have new stories, new things to think about. And let's start again with what we talked about earlier in the tease a few minutes ago about um, misconceptions that people have about nursing facilities and just that life in general in late, later years going to one of these homes right. that they well, think. Just the term nursing home, I think, brings a negative connotation, which is unfortunate. So one of the things we talked about earlier is if someone is interested in looking for placement for their family member, or they may even be looking you know, for themselves, trying to find another option, um, it's not what they think it is. So I would say just to approach it with an open mind and that all facilities are not the same. They have different age groups, different activities different rehab services to be able to find the place that's the best fit for them. Um, and go tour the facilities, ask your neighbors, your friends, your medical providers, um, because you really, depending on if you're going for short-term rehab or if you're just looking to go to a long-term care community, you wanna find a community of people that you enjoy being with. For many um, residents that come there and stay long-term, they had been spending their days at home alone. They were struggling with medication you know, they may have to find someone to take them to a doctor's appointment, whereas now they have a community of other people that they're, you know, sharing their day with. There's a variety of activities. They go out to eat to restaurants, Norton Art Gallery. The doctor comes there to see them each week. The lab comes there. It really just improves their quality of life, um, but there's still just that fear of trying to get over that um, to initially come there. Yeah, it really is. They're afraid things are going to stop. And the key word that has run through every time since I've even known you and started talking about it is improvement. You improve their quality of life. There's, and even if it's great, it's just that's your mentality. That's, that's what Garden Park is about, improving the quality of life um, and, and their thought of being in some place other than their home. Well, that is our mission statement. So we do try to apply that improving quality of life to every person that's there. And we realize that's not the same thing for, for everyone. You know, what you and I want for lunch is different in a day, maybe what time we want to wake up in the morning. And so we need to treat each person as an individual and, you know, how do we improve their day? Um, so, you know, some of the residents love going on outings that they just this week went to the Louisiana Exhibit Building, Norton Art Gallery recently, two different exhibits. They go out to restaurants, but not everyone wants to go. Some are more private and want to stay in the room and have, you know, do puzzles or have people come visit in the room. And then there's the others that are just coming for short-term rehab. I mean, they're, they're motivated to get well and get back home. And we've had many of those that are repeat visitors. And so <laughs> they, they had a positive experience. They've said it's not at all what um, we thought it would be and they've come back in the future some for short-term stays and some for long-term stays but just the term nursing home mm -hmm. just brings about a negative image just recently I was talking to a daughter whose mother lives there and her mother was cautioning her because she didn't want her to fall and she said you know if you fall and break your hip you'll end up in a nursing home and her mother said oh that would be terrible <laughs> and her mother's been living there for months and she thinks it would be and she loves it she goes on all the outings she does the art classes 
you know, she's in every activity, but thinks it would be terrible if she lived in a nursing home, and she actually does. And they've talked about like when they took her home for Easter just to be with the family, she couldn't wait to get back, <laughs> that she wanted to get back, but she has, you know, she just doesn't put the two together. I mean, some of the families said, this isn't like a nursing home, it's a holiday inn. <laughs> so it's like, whatever we want, to, we want to anticipate their needs and provide the service that, that they want to take care of their family. I think the service that you're providing is just immeasurable. It's always a worry. What is going to happen? What we're going to do, not only for ourselves as we get older, but what we're going to do. And, and sometimes that's the most difficult conversation you can have is when you've decided that, you know, a, a senior relative, it's time for them to be somewhere where they are going to have a better life, improved life. Maybe everyone works in the family, but when they come to a place like Garden Park, you just named all these things that they get to go to. They might not get to go if they stayed home with the family. You're right. And it is a difficult conversation. It may be like trying to talk to your parent about maybe they shouldn't be driving any longer. Yes. I mean, it's a conversation that none of us want to have. And so what generally happens is, is there's a crisis point. Maybe they had an infection or they weren't taking their medications correctly but, or they had a fall. They may end up in the hospital. Some may have even had a fall and their family didn't know for, you know, a day or two. So they mm -hmm. end up in the hospital and that's how they end up coming to us. And we have a few that come from home there, but most are all, you know, coming from, you know, either another skilled facility and, or an acute care hospital before they come. And I know that in talking to you that Garden Park is such a wonderful place to start if you are in that situation where you just don't even know what to say and how to approach the subject. Can someone just call you and say, tell me what to say to my parent? What, how do I do this? Can you counsel someone who wants to speak to someone? Who's a absolutely, we're happy to do that. As we all know, there's a wealth of information available online. I can't tell you that a number of times I don't you know, say I'm going to give something a Google. <laughs> but, but we're also very honest with family members. I had a, a talk with a daughter the other day that we just weren't the right fit for her mom. Her mom was at home and her dementia had progressed and she was wandering around her own home getting out. And we were a large facility. I mean, I think it would have been a disservice for her to move her there and just, you know, so many people, so much stimulation. So we talked about other options because we want to find the best place for the person that's, you know, at times right now we do have some of our rooms that are shared rooms. So we just wouldn't put anyone in with a roommate. Um, you know, we want to find someone that would be compatible. I've often said having a stranger as a roommate when you're 18 in college is one thing, but who wants to be 80 and be sick and having a stranger in the room with you? So we want to help families find the best placement from the beginning just to make it a smooth transition, whether it's to Garden Park or another facility, you know, even if it's not in Shreveport Bossier, we have resources throughout Louisiana to help them find that place and kind of talk them through and just learn what their needs are so we can make the best recommendation. And I can't think of a better conversation to have with someone who's that open on your end also to say, we might not be the best fit. Let's really talk about it because you know exactly what you offer. And if you're hearing that, then say, you know what? Let, let us help you find someplace else to let us make some suggestions maybe for some more resources. Well, and I would just encourage families too to be open-minded about that because you know they may have heard of one place and so they only want to go there, but it still may not be the best fit for their loved one. And and it's a big transition whether they're coming from the hospital or coming from home to go to a skilled nursing facility so you would hopefully try to make that first move the best move some families will say well if it doesn't work can we try it if it doesn't work out then we'll move somewhere else but we really encourage them to find the best fit for like 
their medical care, their rehab needs, and just their socialization because that's just as important as a part of our health, you know, as the nursing and therapy team. That's really true, and it's really good. That's why I love this show, and our viewers are so great about watching this and paying attention and calling in or calling later. Sometimes they'll ask some questions, and it is about that. Um, I'm sure you do get some persistence. Somebody locks it in that, no, I know it's good. I want to stay there, but this is a big thing to, that we get to say, just stay open. Just really stay open and, and really, first of all, stay open to every possibility. And then maybe next, would you say, think about the needs actually of the person who's going to be living there. Right, and just dismiss those preconceived ideas. There is a wealth of information. There is a cms.gov compare website where oh. you can just put in your zip code to find facilities in your area. Now it's complicated. It, it is not apples to apples. Um, it gives rating on their vaccination rates, their survey history, their nursing hours, but it can kind of be confusing. For example, if a facility has a younger, um, maybe a healthier population than a facility with an older population, that CMS website doesn't um, put that information out there for families to easily understand. So I would just say use that as just one component of the search process. I would say go visit the facility is huge. You know, get to know the staff. It's a big transition. So you want to have a place where if possible that I think if you live near so you can stop by and visit any time of the day, but that you're comfortable with the staff and just I feel like there is a culture that permeates um, the facilities and so you just find if you know what's a good fit or what's not for your family member. And just staying open like you said and just getting that feeling instead of deciding before you get there. And so what would you, for two questions, first of all what would someone need to do to come and visit Garden Park and then could you describe for us just We've never really talked about literally, just tell us what it's like. Describe Garden Park, what it looks like, what it's like to live there, what people see when they walk through the door. What is it like at Garden Park? Well, most people don't even realize we're there. We are on, on Linwood in between 3132 and Burt Coons and we're set off the road a good bit. So most people until they come never knew it was back there. So we're on 26 beautiful landscaped acres. There's a pond, a gazebo, um, outdoor areas, a garden, a courtyard. So many places just to get outside and get some fresh air. Um, we're about 85,000 square feet. We're licensed for 160 beds. We had over 200 new people that came in last year. So we have many people that are coming and going. Um, so I think last week, eight people went home that completed their rehab. So many people that have those preconceived ideas think, oh, they just go there and stay or, you know, and that's definitely not what it is. And then, you know, there's a vibrant activity calendar. We have a wonderful life enrichment team and uh, many of the residents and families, you know, would attest to that. But so they have handbell choirs, they do art classes, they go on, you know, outings. There's just always something going on. This recently, this year, they've been doing a different country that they've been focusing on for each month and like learning about it and doing trivia and art and all kind of th learning about the culture and of course having the food. So like um, May, Cinco de Mayo, they've been to Italy. So each month they're going to a different country and which I said Italy is on my bucket list. I'm like, I wanna participate in all these activities this <laughs> month. That may be the closest I get to going to Italy. But so they have a lot of fun. I mean, just to improve their day, some that, people that may be there for therapy, you know, they're going to therapy a lot throughout the day. Um, but it's, people are welcome to come visit anytime. If they want to call to schedule a tour, they're welcome to do, to do that. But they, we can come show them the building anytime during office hours. We have 
our website, gardenparknursingandrehab.com, that there's a, a link that you can send any questions and all those questions come directly to my email if they have, so if they're, you know, already live there, if they have questions, if they're interested in a tour, you know, questions about services we provide, then I can give them a call or, you know, email back with whatever information they need. It sounds like amazing. You make it so easy to find out everything and to put people at ease with this decision. Well, I even laugh. I know no one really thinks about I want to go to a nursing home, but some days I'm like, I would love to move in. I mean, someone's taking care of my meals three times a day, doing my laundry, you know, not having to worry, did I take my medicine or not? And just the neighbor, the friends that they, so many have reconnected. Maybe they went to church together before they were not able to like drive or they had children that went to school together. So there's just a great group um, multiple groups of people that are friends. In fact, Thursday and Friday of this week, we're filming a Louisiana Film Prize movie at Garden Park. And so some of our residents are gonna get to be extras. They're all getting their hair done tomorrow. So they're very excited for that. <laughs> so we just try to do whatever we can, you know, to enrich their lives and keep the days exciting. See, they're gonna be in the movies. They could be discovered. It could be a whole new life well, that just started by coming to Garden Park. I've always said, you know, things you thought they would never do, you know, the art class or like, oh, I could never play in the handbell choir. So yesterday with some of the ladies, I'm like, see, you never thought you were gonna be in a movie and now you're here and that's <laughs> happening. I think it's another thing to stay open to too. Like we may think like maybe you never saw your father paint ever and think, oh, he's not interested in that. And you don't know, he might have this, he may have wanted to, all his life and just never spoke up or had the opportunity. I think it really is, it just sounds like such a way to improve your life if you want to. And and in our older years, my gosh, you just we laugh about how who wouldn't want to come? Someone's gonna cook for me and tell me when to take my pills and watch out for me. And that is really, that's what we want, I would think, for someone who has lived their life and they've worked hard, they've raised children or not, they've just had a long life, they're up in those years and they've had, they've had a lot and they've had a lot of responsibility maybe, and now they can come here on what sounds like beautiful land and, and still not, it's still in the middle of everything, so they're not secluded, right. close to things they can do, and now just let us take care of you. Well, and I understand, I mean, there is no place like home. I mean, my mother was there for rehab, but she was ready to get finished after, you know, about three months to get back home. So she's, she's home where she wants to be right now. So I understand that. But when it does come to a point in a person's life where they're not safe at home, either they've realized it or maybe their um, family has realized it, then we want them to know the services we provide. And honestly, there's not a better place in Shreveport Bossier for quality care and we have an excellent rehab team. You know, we may not be a fit for every person, but I know if someone needs, you know, nursing care and quality rehab and a great life enrichment team that we have that. And I know that you have the numbers to prove that. This isn't just your opinion here. There is your closely watched, you meet all the standards. Everything is watched all the time. I know how hard you have worked, not only because we met like, during COVID when everything was so big. And so it wasn't just that, that was already the norm for you to be the best, whatever challenge came. Uh, of course, you hadn't faced anything like that yet. None of us had, but you were right on with, what do we do the best? How do we take care of everyone? Well, we have a very competitive culture and mm -hmm. whatever that may be. And we are also an extremely regulated industry. It is, you know, some uh, volunteers may come or just shocked, even family members now that, or any visitors, the questions that we have to ask. I was waiting in line to check in yesterday and someone was not happy about answering some of the questions. And I explained, well, the Louisiana Department of Health mandates that we ask these specific questions. You know, we didn't just make it up. Um, so 
whatever it may be, each day we're like, how can we improve this? Because we struggle, you know, just like anyone else, we are constantly looking, you know, how do we, you know, serve dinner more efficiently or how do we ensure that, you know, everyone gets a chance to go on outings when we have limited space on the van, what, whatever it may be, you know, some people are morning people and um, they don't want to have therapy later in the day. So we're always, you know, how do we get to know that person better? And also that person changes and maybe they may have different multiple family members that may have different expectations. So we were always trying to look for, you know, better communication tools to share information consistently with families. One of the things we started this year um, was sharing just like recorded calls. So everyone heard the exact same information, but even with that, not everyone truly heard the yeah. same information. You know, I would be the one doing the call or sending the text message and they were, families would say, you know, you said this on the call and I'm like, maybe you misunderstood, but this is exactly what I said on the call. We do the same thing with the staff members, sending out text messages, trying to just find ways to improve communication. But, but we do that in all areas, just kind of the quality improvement process. How, how do we improve and how do we learn from, you know, either even other industries to, to take something and adapt it to a skilled nursing facility? And staying on that is just so important. So just hearing everything that you do, you know, technically in the business side, and then what we've been talking about all the time with the caring side of it is really just, um, it really is a standout facility. There are many moving, many moving parts, but we are excited. I mean, we are excited yeah. when we get recognized. Um, I think, you know, SB Magazine, we were voted. There's been several things lately. Locals love us where Garden Park was selected. And so our staff is very proud of that. I mean, that's also with a competitive culture um, that we, we don't want anyone to be better. So if, you know, someone may have seen a great activity at another building, you know, maybe an outdoor movie and they send us a pop, you know, a picture and say, why haven't we done this? So we really try to share that with our staff and residents and families that anyone needs to, you know, bring us ideas on how we can improve whatever the process is. And that's a good line of communication. I'm sure you keep open to if families see something out there that we see that other places have this, or maybe even not another facility, but just an activity. Do you offer this? And if you don't, then it sounds like you're researching right away. How, how do we, we make do it work? And we've also mm -hmm. even done the same thing with family members in that may have had a loved one in the hospital and told us about a product that may have they may have tried there um, that we've actually started pilot projects for. So we are always whether it's with our pharmacy or with our management company, we're always like even working with LSU, they needed a place to do a pilot project. They were doing training um, for wound care so they could develop a program that then they could go use that program for poor performing facilities in Louisiana. And they asked if they could come um, observe our staff, ask questions. And so they did that and developed the program and then came back and asked for input. So we are always we want to do what we can to improve the rest of the industry as well, just to improve the care that's delivered to all seniors, not just the ones at Garden Park. Right. And I know that we've talked about the people who work there too, your staff and people who come there. And tell us a little bit about you again, because I love the story that even at a young age, you knew you wanted to work with seniors in your life. So what, where did this come <laughs> from in your life? Well, I, I enjoyed seniors. I enjoyed, like I had volunteered at a long-term yeah. care facility. I never had any idea what a nursing home administrator entailed. Um, so after I graduated from college, I was gonna take a break and go to law school. And I ended up doing an administrator in training, which is a six-month program in Louisiana, and then you know passing the required test. 
and then just developed a passion for it. Like I could never be a teacher. I'm so thankful for the people that have that gift and that devote their lives to teaching, you know, our children. But I love old people. They're just great history books. Um, just, you know, regardless of the conversation, um, it's unfortunate when we learn more about someone after they pass away than when we had the opportunity to soak that information up right there when they were with us. So we, we love doing that, you know, honoring our veterans, learning about their history. Um, just any, we try to even match, you know, if we learn about, you know, if we have a nurse that was there or whatever it may be that we're always wanting to learn and if comfortable, get them to share with that because that's also part of how we improve their quality of life is learning um, about their history and how we improve each day based on that, you know, what they enjoy doing, things that they definitely don't want to do. <laughs> yes, I, I said that they don't want to do. And that's one thing too, they're very honest. They don't want to do it, they don't want to do it. And you give them all kinds of options. And um, you just gave me chills because I, I agree. I think when we find someone who has lived here a long time, the fountain of information is just unlimited. And you, you're sitting there talking to someone and that person has been alive all of those years and everything that they've seen, everything that they've done, and they're usually very willing to talk about, especially the good things. There's always times, you know, we don't want to pry, but they are things they don't want to talk about, but the things that they've seen, they really are fantastic storytellers. Oh no, absolutely. It, it just, this is funny. I saw someone had posted something on social media yesterday, things that you didn't hear in the eighties and someone's response had been, where's my phone? <laughs> and so think about that people that live with us may have been born in the 20s or the 30s and 40s. So the, the changes they have seen during their lifetime are amazing. And um, just from all perspectives, where, whether it's social or political, um, you know, just to take some time to spend with them and, and visit with them, um, it's a gift to be able to have that. It really is. And when you see them too, the you talk to someone who remembers the first car or the first television or you know the first telephone and then you also see how adaptable they are and they're like really good with technology so you can't underestimate someone who is in their later years because um, they can probably still teach us a lot too. It is. We're <laughs> actually a, um, there's a meeting on Monday about upgrading our IT because <laughs> 10 years ago we didn't have near as many residents that were using Wi-Fi and so now you know they have phones many of them have iPads some of them have <laughs> laptops you know they're figuring out how to stream shows that they love so um, that that's changing as the customers change I think that what a facility like yours does too it also teaches us how to love and honor and respect and be fascinated and take in all of the people in their later years now we try to do that and we try to talk to families about big picture you know what would your mom want their quality of life to look like or what would you want um, if you were in that situation um, we really have our physicians that are there weekly talk to our families about end of life and comfort care and about it's not necessarily the quantity of your days but the quality of those days you know there are many times we've had you know one sweet lady that was the president of our resident council she just decided on her own i am not going back to the hospital whatever you can do i want it to happen here but not all families are ready. You know, they all kind of get to that point differently. So to have those conversations about if they go back out to the hospital, you know, these are the possible outcomes. You know, what would you like their days to, to look like? You know, if you pursue treatment versus just being comfortable every day, what those options look like. Um, so we try to share that information with families. You know, some may be planning on that their mom is going back home and have never thought of just simple things of, 
how are they going to stand up to go to the bathroom? You know, is someone going to be there with them 24 hours a day? Or, you know, they may be there on an insurance plan that only is going to give them maybe 48 hours to say your insurance is up, are you going home, are you staying? Um, and the families, you know, we from the beginning, even before they come when we do that initial assessment, are talking about that. What is the discharge plan? Is there going to be support services at home? Are you going to use home health, have sitters? But it's often, you know, and I understand that we don't really want to deal with those tough decisions and we always want, you know, mom to get back and be healthy and able to do everything she did before. And it, it's, you know, some tough conversations and we share tears with many of them. One of our nurses said one time, and it was very telling and many may misinterpret this, she said, we are so good at death and dying. And she meant just being there, comforting the person, you know, whether it's hymns in their room, you know, sitting with a family, um, because, you know, we're all, we're all going to get to that point. Some, and so we want to help it be whatever they want that to be, you know. I, I, yes, I just, I think that's another absolutely beautiful thing to know about your facility, to be good at death and dying. I thought about going into that, you know, for myself to work with people who are dying in the end. I just, it is such an incredible gift to be able to give that to someone, even if it's just sitting there holding their hand or listening. Um, I just went through that with my mom, in fact. And so when you learn things from hospice and you learn to be with someone at the end, even that doesn't have to be a terrible thing. That does, there's just so much joy that you can find and comfort in being there for someone who knows that this is their last few minutes or their last day. To be good at death and dying is something that, to face, and what a lovely gift, because chances are there are some people, because that was my next question, what happens there when there is someone who is um, close to the end and how is that handled? Well, um, you know, we always offer the services of hospice. We contract with three local hospice agencies if the families want to do that. But we also just provide our own comfort care and the doctors are there weekly and provide the medications that are needed to address whatever symptoms they may be having. If they were in the room with a roommate, we would move them to another room just so they can have some privacy and their family can visit there with them. But we try to make it whatever they want it to be. Um, you know, if they're a person that just wants to be outside we have some recliner type chairs and be in the sunshine for whatever time they can there are some depending on the you know where you are in that process that you know like certain music and just being there for the family if you know coffee if you need a place to stay whatever it may be we just try to address those individual needs and be there to support them through that process it sounds like a very beautiful thing to offer someone and a family a comfortable way for that to happen. I mean, so. it's a difficult journey. Yeah. We want to do whatever to make that journey um, mm -hmm. just peaceful and comforting. Mm -hmm. Well, what a blessing it is for someone to feel that good. And when you feel like you're good at that and, and good, did you uh, offer that beautiful service? So tell us a little bit about your staff, what it takes to work there. If someone wanted to follow that line of work, what, what are the qualifications and requirements? We have a wide variety of positions. We actually do um, sunshine techs that do just hands-off care. We do nurse aid classes, so if some, someone wants to take a class to be a certified nurse aide, that we can hire them and they're actually paid while they're taking the class. And then, you know, we pay for them to take the, the test that Louisiana requires. We have LPNs, RNs a great nutritional services department with cooks and dietary aids and dishwashers, you know, environmental staff, which is laundry and housekeeping, you know, maintenance, re all types of therapists, speech therapy, physical therapy, um, 
occupational therapy, uh, um, you know, ward clerks, the life enrichment team, um, just administrative. There, There's positions for, you know, anyone, you know, what is your gift? You know, I think I, like I would never be able to work in life enrichment. I wouldn't be the party planner every day. So that that's my niche, but I'm thankful that we have some wonderful ladies that are. We have social services directors. So we have a wide variety of positions available and a great family-like atmosphere. Many of us have worked together, um, you know, from when they had children to watching those same children graduate um, recently. So it's a great family situation. Well, it sounds like that. And I think that's what it takes to build the atmosphere that you describe at Garden Park. It's beautiful. Well, yeah. life is stressful. So we want to do whatever <laughs> we can for those that live there, their families and those that work there to make it a better day. Right, all here to help each other. Mm -hmm. All right, Jennifer, thank you so much. What, is there any one last thing you'd like to say before we close? I think we've had a really great talk today. Thank no, you. Thanks for having me. I just welcome right. anyone that wants to come visit and learn more about Garden Park or other skilled nursing facilities in general. Okay, do you want to give the website one more time? Um, GardenParkNursingAndRehab.com. Our phone number is 688-0961, and we are at 9111 Linwood Avenue, right in between Burt Coons and the Interloop, conveniently located, if anyone wants to stop by. That's beautiful, and it is off the road, so you know it sounds like very beautiful and serene, so yeah, you're at the right place, you find that address, so thank you again so much for being here. We really appreciate everything, and we look forward to talking to you again. Thanks for letting us share our stories here with you. We love your stories. We really do. And I love that. And we want to encourage our viewers next time, too. If you don't have questions, call us with some positive stories that you've experienced, too. So, all right. Thanks again, Jennifer. Thank you. Have a great day. Thank you. You, too. And everyone, thank you so much for joining us today on Healthline 3. Have a great afternoon, and we'll see you next time.